there's no one else I can blame, but also like I got myself into this mess. So like, it's on me to get myself out of the mess. And if I'm not happy with like how things are going, it's up to me to change it. That was Trent Rains, and this is Guild Stories. Trent was a fascinating conversation today. He's a uh, he's the owner of Collected Living Design, a design build firm in Liberty, Missouri. Up to lots of good, uh, meandering and finding his path uh, towards building a flourishing team and brand and company that has big impact. So, uh, great dude, husband, dad, good storyteller, wonderful conversation. I know you will enjoy it. Here's Trent. Hey, welcome back to Guild Stories. Trent Rains on the show today. Fellow podcaster too, by the way. Welcome to the game. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, sea of podcasts. How's that going for you? Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I needed a hobby. So when your when your hobbies become your work, Mm. then you got to find other hobbies. Because I don't think you can live a life without hobbies yeah. or live a life that's well. only work. Yeah. 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 Or maybe you can, but it's just not very fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. But I love just talking to people and having yeah. conversations. You're good at that, man. Well, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the <coughs> formal intro, Trent Rains, partner, owner. What's your actual? Yeah. Ish. I, both. We don't do job titles, but yeah, yeah I'm an owner. Yeah. Owner at Collected Living Design. Super cool shop, which we'll hear about. Um, you're kind of the the chip. That's <laughs> it, right. Uh, chip it, gains to like to like mentally frame up your your the, the 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 hobby that has now become your your job and your career and your business and your um, your owner's journey, your founder's journey. So excited to hear more about that. Um, husband, dad. Good dad, good husband, good dude. Um, become a good friend of mine, and I appreciate the ways that uh, we get to, <clears throat> excuse me, at times banter and share um, business starting stories, mm. <laughs> and, and 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 mainly the ones that are really hard, because I think we we get to we have enough other people in our life to talk about the ones that are going really well, right? So to be a, a, a respite has Dude. been, has been nice. Um, There's a unique pain there amongst business. Yeah. It's owners. quite particular. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite particular. Uh, so that's the formal intro, but Trent, uh, if you were stopped at Huey's on the square in Liberty and said like, Hey man, who are you? Like, yeah. uh, what's your story? Yeah. So married for about 10 years, my wife, Katie, um, we have two young kids, three and one Vera and Rhett. Um, Three they, and one's a lot. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot, man. Yeah. And they are a lot to each other. My daughter mm-hmm. is obsessively loves my one-year-old son with um, an aggressive love, <laughs> mostly around his neck and head area. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they keep me pretty busy at night. Um, and I had someone, so I, I own Collect Living with two other gals Lori and abby and uh they are the joannas to my chip gains yeah yeah um so they do all the design work and i do the head of the construction side but um i had someone tell me right before we started that business like hey you your wife's pregnant don't do this Mm -hmm. and uh you know maybe that was wise (laughs) wise counsel yeah 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 cool (laughs) yeah i got it (laughs) 
<laughs> I got it. Dude. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just stubbornness or whatever, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So and it's mm-hmm. been a lot, but I um it's interesting owning a business because every job I've ever had, I would say jokingly, like I was never a great employee. Um, I just didn't care that much about work, honestly. Um, never really saw the purpose in like pushing paper around. Maybe I win this round and my competitor wins the next one and the world turns. (laughs) But, uh, there was a, um, the last job I worked at, so I'm an engineer by education and background. Um, the last job I worked at was an engineering firm and they were big on like, they had this kind of, um, I don't know what you call it, mantra. Like, you should be, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, everything should, like, continue to work totally fine. Like, you should take such good notes, keep such good track of what you're working on and doing that, like, someone could step into your job tomorrow, not miss a beat. Must make you feel quite valuable. Right. (laughs) Check your damn humanity at the door, please. So, I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, and not only doing here, but spending so much time here, Mm. more time than I spend with my kids, more time than I spend with my wife or doing anything I like, I'm here and it doesn't matter at all. (laughs) Um, Mm. so when I started a business, I'm like, look, I'm not a workaholic. I will not be tempted to that bend. And, uh, how's that gone for you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said the same thing. That went away. I started this job for freedom and flexibility. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And huh. so huh. that has not panned out. Um, but the good in it, the good like part of it is I like my job. Yeah. I like yeah. what I'm doing, but it then it makes you want to work more. Yeah. So that's a different set of challenges for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but good things. Yeah. So frame us in you when was that jump like year wise? Yeah. So I um it was right right when my daughter was born. So about three years ago. Um, and okay. it was Lori and I started together and then we ended up joining up with Abby and okay. doing collected living. So we kind of merged the two companies. We were doing similar things we do. So the company does, it's a design build, but we also do a lot of design only. So we'll do like, um, new home design consulting would do custom furniture art accessorizing places helping people with like hey i want to do a remodel but like Mm. i need a vision Mm. so like we'll just sit down with them and do Mm. design work but then we also do all the way through like full service remodels so i love it um yeah that was about three years ago that made that jump and yeah that's awesome where where was home base early the early years what what what's that scene like in terms of where were we working out of or oh, i'm sorry wait like the trent story like oh, where'd yeah. you grow up where gotcha, where yeah. was where was actual home base yeah when I, yeah that's more sorry. literal no you're good um uh yeah so grew up in liberty um my wife grew up in north kansas city so we're both like Northlanders, Northlanders yeah to the core yeah um all of did our she go to, here. did she go to north kansas city high yeah. school okay go hornets yeah. go hornets yeah i was an oak park guy 23rd street baby uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> Yeah, she's uh she's proud of her North Town. That school is especially post renovation, amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. So like she the, was pre renovation, yeah, for, for sure. sure. But yeah, we were. My daughter played in uh in a high school basketball tournament there, um in in late January, and it's like 
the gym is so cool. The field house is yeah. so cool. Yeah, my mother-in-law worked there just like as a yeah. admin. She did stuff. She like headed up the A plus. Oh yeah, stuff yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, when they were doing the renovation, they were just like moving people wherever. So she was in like a library. She was in a church for a while. Like they were just like all over putting yeah. desks in every yeah. corner of yeah. everywhere. Anyway, she's retired now. Um. And helps watch our kids, which is amazing. And we love her very much for that. Um, but yeah, grew up in Liberty, um, went to college at Mizzou. And then uh, after graduation, got a job um, with ABF Freight. And they moved us, did like their management training program. And they just kind of place you when you're done with that. Um, and it was down to Fort Collins, Colorado. Awesome. Yeah. Check. Or Topeka, Kansas. Ooh. Not che- unchecked. So I am like unsubscribed, ser- searching the Zillow on Fort Collins. Like, come oh. on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and my yeah. my boss at the time was like, "Do you have a preference?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes I absolutely <laughs> have a preference." Who would ask that? Yeah. And then we moved to Topeka. So, um, but yeah, we were there for about four years, um, doing that. That I was in a basically a sales job there, uh, which was great. Like learning sales and that grind. Um, and the freight industry is a kind of unforgiving world. It's been around for a long time and uh, has gotten pretty commoditized. So yeah, yeah. trying to be a sales guy in that world is learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think my, my memory is quite foggy lots of times. But if I remember, I think that's when you and I intersected Back in the yes, day, through friends, did. yeah, through connected friend Tim Fritzen, yep. good dude, what a guy. Yeah, I called you and basically said, like, I was still at the Chiefs at the what time. What am I, I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I said, here, hey, here's some good news. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was trying to figure out, like, yeah. is it sales? Yeah. That I'm not liking. Is it this yeah. job? Like, yeah. what is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Turns out it was a lot deeper than that. But, uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Anyways, I was there for four years, went to work at a startup for a while because I was sure that was what I wanted, and that didn't work out. Um, that was a six-month. In Kansas uh, City? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, they did um, They did some cool stuff. We were building um, structures, tables, lockers, all kinds huh. of different, like, furniture out of, um, it's like Corian is the material, okay. but it's solid surface. Mm. Um Anyway, so they they were doing like Division One football and basketball locker rooms. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I might remember that. Yeah, so yeah. they were doing like they did Penn State's mm. locker room, and they're all custom. But that Corian, like the nice thing is, it comes in all kinds of colors, and you can see and see it, and make mm. like backlit panels, and have mm. all the crazy stuff in it. So like we were building those lockers for those uh, athletes. Yeah, and they yeah. have like their phone charger in them, and their yeah. safe and the. <laughs> <laughs> lighted nameplate on the front and all the crazy stuff. That's wild. Um, so, yeah, I was there for a while and then uh, went to Genesis. And the whole time, which is the engineering company, but and the whole time was doing flips in, like, houses kind of on the side. Um, and I was trying for a while to come up with, like, how can I make this make sense as a business? Um, but I didn't really have a great plan. So... Lori had been doing design work only and we talked one day and she's just a family friend of ours. And so we talked and she was like, Hey, I can keep you as busy as you want to be busy. 
um, doing this work. So that's kind of how that, that all got going. How did you, you're such a straightforward, practical, thoughtful, deep thinker, but you, you flew through. Yeah. I was just like flipping houses on the side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like where, where did that mm. desire to even like tinker and play and That's have that hobby? Like where did the engineer by trade and yeah. by education seems that, that to me in my mind, that makes sense. And I'm like, well, where did you learn? Was that like a, a childhood thing? Did you like build stuff? No. Like where did you start like swinging hammers and cutting stuff? Honestly, um, I'll give some credit to Topeka. I was so bored. They need it, Topeka. Bro. Topeka needs some credit, so please give build the Topeka brand. There is it. so little to do in Topeka that <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll take up woodworking. Um, and I just decided one day, like, I'm gonna try to build a table. Mm. Uh, that sounds fun. I'm gonna go in the basement, try to build a table. So I got like a box of nails and some two by fours. And then I was like, oh, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so started uh, doing research and then kind of got into it and built a couple of things, just like a headboard for the bed and a little coffee table and just learning, you know, as I went. Honestly, I probably like learning things more than doing things. Mm. And so like the process of figuring that stuff out is super enjoyable for me. Um a big researcher. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's my five a little yeah. bit coming yeah. through. Yeah. Um, or five wing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that happened. I was doing that stuff and then, but obviously like we were renting a house, so I wasn't working on the house. But, um, when we moved back to Kansas city, um, we were looking to buy a house and, we're like, oh, well, we can't get what we thought we were going to get for the money we want to spend. And so. Isn't that always the case? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that reality sucks. Like, man. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So anyway, um, a foreclosure came up that had been, you know, left in disrepair. And I was like, yeah, we got that. I think we got that. <laughs> so it ended up being a lot, lot more work than maybe we anticipated but i just love i fell in love with it liked doing it so and then when you go to sell it you're like wow that was worth it because there's good money yeah and doing that stuff yeah. yeah um harder to do as a business but like if you're a person living in a house for two years and you don't have to pay capital gains on the the profit like that's good money yeah for <laughs> so, sure totally um if you like doing the work then like it totally makes sense and you know, I know now being on the other side of it, like renovation work is expensive. Mm. It is expensive. Mm. The materials are expensive. The labor is expensive. Mm. It's all expensive. Mm. If you can do it yourself, like it's like working on your car. Like you can save a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which also appeals to my inner cheapskate. <laughs> so. Inner cheapskate. That might, that might be the title of the podcast. Right. I love yeah, that. Perfect. Trent Rains, the inner cheapskate. Um, I have one of those too, by the way. Yeah. The, and I sometimes have like a very outer non-cheapskate, mm -hmm. <laughs> which tends to get me in trouble. Uh, that's not why Brooke is fully responsible for our home finances and <laughs> Rachel Burnett is fully responsible for the <laughs> business finances. Um, the <clears throat> I'm curious to explore a bit around um, the, the like the seedlings of 
the start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, as you know, hosting your own podcast, like most of this is just a selfish ambition of getting free sure. advice from people <laughs> yeah. and then hitting publish and hopefully it <laughs> connects to other folks. So cards on the table here, right? Of um, You started something because you believed you had what it takes mm. to do it. Oof. Um, That's a big statement. <laughs> or or I, I guess maybe I shouldn't assume. Like what, what was that journey for you to go – Hobby, flipping houses, doing the thing, job I don't really love or come alive yeah. in, young family that I'm that I'm building together uh, with my wife, and therefore quit it. Mm. Stop. Don't do this job thing that's consistent, even if I don't love it. Yeah. But like start this uncertain thing. Yeah. You got a friend who's doing design, all that's cool. There's still this like risky, um, but knowing you the way I know you still a calculated mm-hmm. risk, a, a, a methodical walk into the waters, right. as methodical as it could be. Uh, what was that process for you like? Yeah, it was a, that was a long process. I'm not a typically a quick decision maker. And so I have to like really weigh things and research and really dig in before I make up my mind. I want to talk to everybody. I want to read everything. I want to do all of that. And so that all was born out of like um, a discontent in my job. And the questions I was asking was like, is this just how everyone feels about their job? And a lot of the answers I got were, yeah, yeah. like this is just it. That's why they pay you. That was a common, if it, if it was fun, we wouldn't have to pay you to do it. Wouldn't be called work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is definitely like, I feel like less of a, millennial gen z and more of like a baby boomer mentality for just sure. be thankful you have a job for sure it's not gonna be fun for sure um but you can have you can have fun someday maybe possibly when you're retired when you're retired yeah yeah maybe if you do good yeah <laughs> right yeah. do everything right and the market goes right but you yes. have no control over yes. then you'll be able to retire yeah. someday but put okay. all your desires on the shelf for a long time yeah <laughs> um you're just going to not enjoy life for 50 years. Right. Then you'll get about three years where you're still able-bodied <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. Yes. Um, and I've always struggled with that idea yeah, and um, just struggled with this idea that I'm supposed to spend 40, 50 hours a week doing something I don't find purpose in, I don't enjoy. Um, so mm. that like brewed and really, I went, uh, my wife set up a trip for my 30th birthday um, with my one of my best friends and my now brother-in-law, Tim Fritzen. Mm. I think you know Tim. Yeah, yeah that's, our, and, that's how uh, we got connected back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, my wife planned a trip for my 30th birthday for Tim and I to go down to Florida and hit the amusement parks, went to Harry Potter World, which was awesome. Uh <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I was in fifth grade. Mm. I was uh, year 2000 in fifth grade. Dang. So uh, that's when the Harry Potter came out. So oh, yeah. I was like prime age yeah. for Harry yeah. Potter. Anyway. I'm so, um, I'm so old. So okay. that was the best trip. But one of the, like, big conversations we had on that was about, like, career. Tim's in ministry, mm. which um, is a hard job, yeah, a really yeah. hard job. But... um there's obviously a lot of purpose there yeah. for people in that job. 
Sure. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Um, but uh, he was basically, like, challenging that notion of if you don't like your job, like, you should get a different job. Um, saying, like, not to settle, basically. And so that seed kind of started to grow. Um, I started to kind of wonder. But I think um, at the end of the day, I realized, like, it wasn't the job I had necessarily. Um, I think, like, I need to be my own boss. I think for my brain to feel good about what I'm doing, um, I need to be calling some sort of shots here. Because <laughs> uh, I'm just... I'm I'm too much of a researcher. I I need to understand before I can find motivation, and so it just no no matter how great of a boss I have, I think I'm always going to find the end of that rope pretty quick, where it feels a little meaningless. And the only way in my mind out of that was like me being the one responsible for what I'm doing, because then if I'm finding it meaningless, like that's my fault. Um, so. Anyway, that's a really that's long good. story, but no, it's a good story. Essentially, that's what happened. I, I just it started from this core idea of like, does I think just everybody maybe just doesn't like their job, but I don't want to live like that. Yeah. Um, and so that went all the way through to like, okay, well, I have this thing that I do like doing in my free time, and I know that there's a market for it, so maybe I'll just try doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate you sharing because it's uh, it's 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 a really human journey, man. It's a really basic, but but brave path that you walked. Um, just oh, and I need to give credit to my wife too. Yeah, I was gonna ask because um, pregnant wife. Yeah, cool, cool job. So we had so I I quit really shortly after Vera, my daughter, was born, and and started doing this thing. So. Basically what happened is Katie had maternity leave. She's a realtor and um, she's great at her job. Katie Rains, look her up, uh, buy a house. Um, but she, uh, she, her maternity leave ended and then she went back to work and I was working. And after like a couple of weeks, she called me at work one day and was like, this is not doable. Either I'm quitting or you're quitting. And I was like, oh, I'll quit. <laughs> Happy to. <laughs> Sold. So... <laughs> I quit, and then, like, two days later, this thing started. Mm. And so, and then I was immediately booked out and busy and, like, well, that <laughs> didn't really. Didn't quit for long. Paying out how we had planned it with me having all this flexibility. Yeah. And, but yeah. that being said, like, even though I work a lot and work more than I used to, I do have flexibility. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tell me the journey or or walk us into the first, I know you're, kind of three years in, but maybe timestamp it as best as you can. Like year one, desire to be your own boss, then becoming your own boss. How'd that go for you? Mm -hmm. What was that like? Um, well, the business has changed a lot, but in the first year, I was just doing everything yeah. myself. Yeah. Like literally everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So Lori was doing the design work, but like when it came to the construction, I didn't hire subs. Like I did all the work. Um, and that's what I thought I wanted really long term. And so it was good. Like I enjoyed it. Um, I pretty quickly realized like this is going to take a toll on my body. <laughs> um, you know, if I do this for a while, 
but um that uh yeah so that that's kind of where it started and being my own boss like in that sense was great because i was controlling everything yeah but also realized what what happened was (laughs) what happened was we get we overcommitted like within a few months of me starting and then it was like i got three projects to do i have no subs and like how am i going to get these done (laughs) i'm not going to get these done is the answer um so i just started making phone calls i have a buddy dan carlson in topeka that does the see, same good thing. Things come out of Topeka, man. See, guys like yeah, Dan. he is one of my best Dan, friends. But. Uh, he's the best. He would love him. Uh, but he works for a company called Decent Design out there, and him and his sister do a design build thing. So he's been a great source of advice and stuff for this journey because it's been a lot of similar questions. Yeah. But like, how do you find subs? Um, was one of the early ones because I was like mm. drowning and you know, um, but you want to say yes, so you say yes. Because you're like, that seems like a lot of money to do that. So, yeah. Yes, and we will figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was first year was like, okay, few months of I'll just do everything myself and then quickly realizing that was not going to be sufficient. Um, and so then vetting, finding, interviewing, trying to figure out how to manage. Because just because they're subs, it's still your job. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you're still responsible for quality. Um, and quickly was like, that's not fun, (laughs) (laughs) but if they're great, then it's awesome for sure. So then you just have to make sure you bid enough to hire great people. Um, which the, it's also hard. Yeah. The tough part with construction is like, I'm bidding it, but I'm not starting the project for six months. So if I find out that I've bid it wrong, I'm going to feel that pain nine months from now, not today. Yeah. And like, also every job I've done or every bit I've done up to this point has also been wrong mm. when I find out the bad information. Right. So that slow feedback loop is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's tough. We're, we're in wildly different <clears throat> businesses, but uh, similar, similar painful road and, and a beautiful road, of course. Um, but a similar, like, Oh, <laughs> whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That thing I, that thing I, set with clarity and intention six months ago is really not awesome today. Yeah. Uh, which, which actually leads me into my brain here around exploring in you what the emotional landscape and the internal experience of your own growing. And, and I'll, I'll just put the cards on the table starting and running anything, whether it's a business or a family or whatever is a, there's lots of turmoil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for me, I don't think, I mean, outside of like some of my own self implosion, which I've referenced at times, um, there, there hasn't been anything as purifying and as refining purifying in the, like in the fire sense, not in the like, I'm awesome sense, but, but the, the journey, the, and you use that word journey, which I love the, the journey of, entrepreneurship in this particular context is one that you bet the control and the, the be your own boss thing is amazing lots of times. And it's also like, Whoa, dude, I'm the one staring in the mirror and that guy's the problem. (laughs) I don't know if you're the problem in your business, but for me, 
that journey has been really illuminating to go, oh, I have work to do. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I value that. I hate that. But that's so valuable. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, when I look back over my life at those experiences, like, those are the things that grow you and shape you. I grew up wrestling. And uh, that's a similar experience. It's just you. It's there's no one else to blame. <laughs> so like, and there's no one coming to your rescue. There's no one coming to yeah. save you. Um, and it's a very similar feeling running a business. Like you got yourself here, you made these decisions, and you live with the outcome. Um, but also, there's like a freedom in that because it's like. There's no one else I can blame, but also, like, I got myself into this mess, so, like, it's on me to get myself out of the mess. And if I'm not happy with, like, how things are going, it's up to me to change it. I don't have to defer that, uh, defer my happiness or my contentment to someone else. And so, like, yeah, it sucks (laughs) to be in those moments. But also, like, typically there are moments And they come and go. And then, you know, you can try to learn from it. Versus, like, you just have a crappy boss who's a jerk. And you just have to deal with it. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) So, I'll take it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, there was a, probably a year in, I was talking to my wife, sitting on the couch at night. And she was like, so you hate your job, right? And I'm like, no, I like my job. (laughs) But I see how you could get there from uh, the way I talk about it and complain about it. Um, and so I had to kind of, I don't know that I've gotten a lot better at that, but I've definitely learned to kind of check that. Um, I was actually just learning in this class I'm taking, like uh, what you say to yourself becomes true. Man. And so if you say like, this sucks over and over, then it's going to suck. <laughs> and mm. it might still suck even if you don't say that, but it's definitely going to suck if you do mm. say that. So I've had to really check like the self-talk, yeah, man. Um, which is something that I've been notoriously bad at and just being negative in. Mm. Um, and I don't know like mm. where I learned that or why I thought that was helpful, but it's not helpful. <laughs> so <laughs> And we, we like before we hit record had started this uh this journey of of this or this conversation about this random book you saw sitting in our house actually um you can hear your you can heal your life by louise hay and and she talks a ton about that in in her book around the the thoughts and the beliefs and the certainly the behaviors and the actions that you that you manifest mm-hmm. come back exactly as you manifested them yeah so you wake up and go man i'm a shitty ball i mean yeah, i'm an idiot i made all these mistakes and all this bad stuff yeah. it's like that's of course what you're going to eat for breakfast right like, that's a hundred percent coming back yeah and it's it's easier for me at least to see it in others like our one of our daughters had a had a rough night on a on the basketball court in her opinion not in mine or anybody else's that was watching and she's like, I can't score. And she was really upset about how she didn't score in that particular game. I can't score. And I'm like, and it was probably really annoying for her, I'm sure. <laughs> but I was, I like, I said, awesome. 
That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, good job. What, what you said came perfectly true. Of course you didn't score because that's what you're saying about yourself. Yeah. And you're, you believe, and there's been this helpful uh, language I've started to pick up that, 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 that carries on your thought, which is we are the type of people who, we've started to like weave it into our mm. culture language here and, and certainly my own personal work of like, I am the type of man who, and that like simple, I think James Clear said it on Tim Ferriss's show or something, but um, that statement of we are the type of people who show up to meetings on time. We're the type of people who care mm. obsessively about our clients. We're the type of people who fill in the blank. I am the type of man who speaks highly of myself. I'm the type of man who loves myself. Like 25 and 30 year old me would, would make fun of these things. Yeah. <laughs> like you're so stupid and woo woo and weird and yeah. new age. Well, I'd, I'd like label this, you know, affirmation effort, but what you said is so important, man. We, we are filled with these internal shame messages and these internal criticisms and this self-rejection and loathing. And my gosh, you know, at least that's, that's been part of my past. And to rewrite that story um, in a way that is grounded in self-acceptance and like an external big love of, uh, you know, I know you believe this too, like in a, in a, in a heavenly father acceptance way. Yeah. <laughs> and in this like, rooted in your own self-love doesn't those things don't uh those things don't have to be like disparate or oppositional they can be really har harmonious if that if 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 that can be the way i describe it yeah the um what's what's interesting is when i look at my own brain and my own mind and what i'm pumping in right because we pump in all these different sources whether it's self-talk the media, social media, content we're consuming, friendships, like people are putting stuff into our minds, ourselves included. That's right. And then like that all culminates and out spits a behavior. Like it's pretty simple. Um, the problem is like, I think that that stuff matters. If you say like, I am a great friend, then like, more prone to be a great friend. Um, but I don't say those things to myself. The only thing I say to myself is, you idiot, Trent. <laughs> and so, like, I'm doing all of the negative yes. self-talk with yes. none of the positive self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, oh, the positive self-talk, like, it's not important enough for me to reiterate to myself. Because I got for, all this other stuff I'm really bad at. But for and some do, reason, yeah, I feel it important to, or lethar like, I don't know if it's, it feels good to say, like, the negative, you know? Like, I don't know why it is that we do that, or why we're so prone or so quick to say those negative things. And for me, um, it's another thing I've learned recently, like, just make sure you don't mix up the who and the what. So, like... Make sure you're not, your identity is not tied up in the what. So, like, I did a stupid thing. That was stupid. It's not who I am, though. That's right. It's just what I did. You're not stupid. Yeah. yeah. But that's my message to myself. For sure. I am an idiot. <laughs> How did I not catch that? Um, but that's not true. I did a stupid thing. And actions don't define you. 
But culturally, like, that's how we define people. It's way easier. I can see your actions. So I think that it's, like, it's such an intertangled web of, like, well, that's how I judge people. You bet. So I guess that's how I judge myself, too. You bet. You bet. <laughs> it's, like, such a messy thing. Like, I should stop doing that. Well, I should stop doing it to other people, too. Maybe that would help me stop doing it to myself. You bet. Yeah. But, yeah, it's all mixed in there. Yeah, man. And in and, and reframing or, or changing the relationship that we have with with those pieces of awareness. And, and in my mind, uh, I've talked about Teresa before. She's been a, a, a therapist and a help to my soul. But she talks as I'm, like, sharing something that I'm learning or growing or challenged by or annoyed by or things that I'm failing at or whatever. And she's just really gentle to come back and go like, Hey, it's all, it's all learning. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's all growth. It's all part of the journey. It's not this because I'll, I'll get frustrated often with my own soul of like, well, damn it. Why don't I have this piece like solved and figured out in like a hard period at the end of the sentence. Mm -hmm. And she's like, man, like we, what we don't see without the help of others from the outside is, growth you don't see growth yeah you don't see the like daily small little behaviors and actions and habits and changes that have that have transformed right that's just like like your your daughter vera you probably don't see the daily change in her right but the people who held her at the hospital versus the and then didn't see her until her second birthday were like that's a whole different kid yeah <laughs> you know and so this like mindset of um, it's hard work for me because I, I, I get stuck in, in kind of the scarcity or the criticism or that shame loop of like, oh, you're such an idiot loop. Um, but that, that growth towards awareness of love and acceptance and using that as an opportunity to be like, oh, I still have a ways to go. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that, she uses this language all the time, but it's kind of annoying to when I'm in the, in the like small-minded state. She's like, isn't that fascinating? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I just I just shared something that I'm like really pissed about. Yeah. And you said like, isn't this fascinating? Yeah. Um, and, and she's obviously very good at her job, but she's coming, she's putting it back on me to go like, whoa, you have an opportunity here to uh, to view this as a gift and to view yeah. this as an opportunity oh, to, to love yourself and accept yourself and and move forward and grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. man. Yeah. It's such we have such like backwards messed up values mm. in life. Mm. And so like we get so focused on the like we just arbitrarily pick a result that we care about and then we don't get that result and so it's a failure. Mm. And it's like that's not true at all. Mm. But it's so hard to have that mindset. Mm. Like and and it, what's frustrating is it, it doesn't always feel like we're consciously picking that goal. And so, like, in a business, if I didn't make money on a job, total failure. But, like, maybe I have a great relationship with our customer. 100%. And maybe our team grew closer, and we learned a bunch of valuable lessons that will make us better. Like, all of those things are important. Like, why did it subconsciously be money is the only thing that matters. Like I would never consciously say that. Yeah. yeah. But when I don't voice it, that's where my brain goes. Like, wow, what a waste of my time. Yes. <laughs> it's so tough. It is, man. It is. It totally is. How has your 
um, relationship to the work changed? Meaning, and what I'm what I'm after is like year one, you were I'm on every job doing everything guy. Yeah. Uh, year three, you're like, whoa, we've got we've got a thing here that's mm-hmm. like bigger than than what I can accomplish with my yeah. own hands. How has like what's what's that relationship to the business for yourself looked like in the sense of um, building a team, building yeah. processes, built like being being and it's it's such an annoying kind of cliche phrase, and maybe it's just because I I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but like working on the business yeah, instead exactly of in it, I was right? Just say. And I was like, okay, cool. What do I do with the 17 emails, right? Yeah. That are unresponded to. Yeah. Um, so how I guess my like monkey brain question is how have how have you noticed or been aware of some of your own relationship to the work changing? Yeah. It's been like a progressive step further and further back from being like in the contractor world, they call it belt on. You got your tool belt on. Interesting. From being belt on and being having tools in your hands. It's just like every it seems like every time the business moves forward, I move further back from that. Mm. Um and I think there's been a realization that's like well, we uh, we're in a coaching thing right now, and we had to we had to define our why. Yeah. Which again, like before yeah, I did some of these it, things aren't very like, very complicated. Is, yeah. It's yeah. it just yeah. feels so unhelpful. Yeah. yeah. That you don't do it, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty clear actually. But it's uh, <clears throat> I, I hate that. Like, I'm like doing the negative self-talk. Like, you're yeah. such an yeah, idiot. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, even yeah. write down yeah. the why. Yeah. I had to pay for yeah. somebody to tell me to start with why. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when I write down like what do I actually want, um, mm. it's I want to make a, a business. I want to create a business that employs people that love their job because that's what I was after. Yeah, man. Same. And mm. so... I want to make a fun place to work where like people are really taken care of and feel like cared about and I can give them raises and bonuses and buy them trucks and new tools and like make them feel like a part of something that they love. Um, And so if that's my why, then like me working on a project going and trimming out a room, like doesn't help that. And so I've had to kind of reference back to like, am I moving towards that or no? And if not, like, what can I do to stop doing the things that aren't achieving that? So good. I'm so glad you said, what do I, I wrote it word for word. What do I actually want? I think, um, and I've said this before, Jim Detmer wrote this book called 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And, and in that book, he, he like gets kind of provocative with his like questioning and he, he's essentially he's coming at people to help them get clear. And he'll say, like, hey, what do you want? And it, well, it's like, oh, man, I want, like, I want to build a business that, like, makes a lot of money. And I, I want freedom and flexibility, right, or whatever, whatever the thing is for, for you. But then he'll follow that up with, like, no, 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 like, what do you really want? Mm. Like, what do you really want? And, and you just use, like, what do I actually want? Same question stated slightly differently. It's like, that sometimes for me without like blinking cursor it's terrifying mm. to go well 
I can tell you all the things I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to be a micromanaging boss because I had one of those and those guys suck. I don't want to be, you know, super cube cube land and everybody's got to check in at yeah. the clock. And, and I can I can put in a box quick. What do I do, what do I not want? Yeah. But that that's not the question. The question yeah. is what do you want? And and I loved how you answered that of like I want to provide a place where people flourish and thrive and they can have jobs they love is is what I heard you say. Yeah. And sure. dude, that's like, woo, that's beautiful. It's hard. But but that orientation and anchor point carries I I imagine a lot of tough days. Yeah. Well, there's a it's it's what I didn't expect was how complicated it would be to start moving towards it. Oh, dude, the resistance is real. Yeah. It's like, and, and honestly, it feels a lot like a remodel because we have all of these things that are interdependent. Mm. And I can't, it doesn't make sense for me to uh, refinish the floors and then take the cabinets out. Mm. They have, you know, there's an order that things have to be done. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And so when I look at like, okay, start this remodel, I'm going like, okay, what has no precursor? And there's very few things, very few. There's like one or two paths you can take, you know, to accomplish this because everything is so dependent on the other thing. And so it's maybe not an exact science, but when I go to like, Okay, I want to buy my buy my supervisor's trucks. Like, okay, well, I can't buy him a truck because we don't make enough profit. Okay, well, how do I make more profit? Well, I make more profit by managing more jobs at once. And I manage more jobs at once by having more employees that can do the actual legwork. And so, like, what's the first step to buying them a truck? <laughs> Is like figure out where we need to hire. And even then, like, are we making enough money off of those hires? Um, it's just like everything goes back and back and back and deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where like you, you feel so far from buying your guy a truck. It's a great story. But it's like, man, everything feels that way yeah. with a business. And yeah. so it's so involved and so just complicated. Um. So I've had to kind of, I feel like this coaching thing that we're doing is helping. And the, I love the word clear, but like that clarity, man, yeah, man. what I would pay for that yeah. clarity. Yeah. And that's what's not like readily available Yes, or like always obvious. Yeah, It's like, no, that didn't make any sense. If I said, I want to get my guy a truck and someone said like, go hire three people. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that makes zero sense. Yes. Um, but I think what I've, I can like all this stuff, mm. whatever, mm. um, I've had to realize is like getting paid, trading your time for money is not going to, to grow a business. It's just being a contractor, being a 1099 self-employed. self-employed. Yeah. And that is different That's than right. running a business. That's right. And it's only in running a business that you can take care of other people. Because your time is only worth, it's capped, right? It's only worth so much. And so, like, there's not enough, whatever that phrase is, yeah. uh, there's just not enough to go around yeah. <laughs> if I'm the only one billing for my time and everyone else is just helping me. Yeah. And so it has to be that 
then you create a structure and these people work for these people and um, we're making teams that report to other people, you know, so that I can just set up the structure and let other people do the work. But it feels really backwards. Um, but like without that, you will never be the type of place where you can take care of people. That's right. And so we've had recently, like in the past six months, like had a real hard conversation about our markup and margins. And I hate, (laughs) I hate, I genuinely hate charging people more. It feels slimy. It feels greasy. But when I'm able to go like, if I don't though, that's right. I that's can't right. take care of my people the way I want to. That's right. I can't have a fun place to work. That's right. It's going to be chaos, hectic, because we're all stretched too thin. Scrambling. Yep. Because yep. we don't know if we can pay our bill. You know, like yeah. Yeah, 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 all yeah. that stuff that yeah. I don't want. And so when I'm able to clarify it by the why, run it through the why, then like I go, okay, I yeah. can get over it. Yes. If it's yes. for that. Yes. If it's not just to like line my pocket. Yes. 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 Well, man, well said. Well said. Um, I'm eager to watch your journey continue and i know we're we're getting close to a couple hard stops here but um we're gonna do it again because i i it will be a joy for me to watch you walk that road because we're we're on a similar one (laughs) and it is the road worth walking to build something that's more valuable than the the founders Mm (laughs) self-employment or or so so it seems for for us as well um Dude, I've really enjoyed this. Dude, me I'm too, man. Really grateful. Um, I I did not Enneagram five prep you well enough in advance for these five <laughs> questions, um, so you didn't have time to research them. Well, technically, I'm a six with a oh, five that's right. wing, that's so right. you're that. good, man. I knew that. So your six is like terrified. Yeah. Like, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what is he about? What am I gonna uh, say? So I did drop it on you a little bit earlier, but not yeah. well in advance. The um, good thing is I haven't thought about it since you good. mentioned them. So good. good. Okay, here we go. Panic. Um, what's your favorite T-shirt? Oh, the easy answer is I wear the same T-shirt every day. <laughs> I just have like 10 of this Love exact it. shirt, which is my collective living design shirt. And honestly, there is a tea. lot of freedom in the, uh, I don't have to pick what I'm wearing. Yes. I just wear this T-shirt yes. with a jacket. Yes. We're good to go. All day, man. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with that. I love it. Uh, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? I'd probably hire a bunch of people mm. and go book a bunch of work mm. and just scale like crazy but the one time i tried it i failed so bad <laughs> by my definition of what was failing yes um yeah. so probably not a failure but not a failure uh yeah i screwed it up mm. made made some big mistakes How we've done that? that i've done that yeah i was like oh sweet the problem must be go from eight people to 14 and like virtually overnight i was like whoops yeah <laughs> um that didn't work out great yeah. but we're both here still living to tell the tale. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that's probably what I would do is just go on a growth mode and see what happens. I love it. I love it. Um, what's your favorite place on earth? Mm, this was the one I didn't have a great answer to. You know what? Um, I could probably come up with a lot of answers that are, like, very sentimental about my wife and my kids. <laughs> and I would love them, and they're the best. But if I'm trying to think of something a little more creative, um, I love, I don't go much, but I love skiing. Oh, dude, me too. Like snow skiing. And uh, I went a couple years ago with a buddy out to Vail. Oh. 
And there's, there's some like spots on the back of the mountains, like not in the main kind of area where it's not like groomed runs. It's just like woods and snow. And it's so quiet and you're skiing, you're in nature. And also you're on like right on the edge of out of control (laughs) and death. Yeah. And so it's exciting and peaceful and challenging and fun. And that is a truly wonderful. That's a good spot. Place to be. I'd like to be there right now. Yeah. That's a good spot. That's a really good spot. I love that mental picture. Um, You know, part of our, the guild story, we're, we're like on this mission to define what human first storytelling means. What's human first mean to you? We, um, part of this coaching we're doing is we had to define what they call immutable laws for Mm. the business. Mm. Um, that guides our hiring that guides our decision-making. Um, but one of them was people first. And for me, obviously it can touch a lot of, a lot of different areas. Um, but for me, it's a, it's a outpouring of priority to where you've got, um, obviously a lot of hard decisions to make every day. But if we're valuing relationship more than money or efficiency or like, that's the kind of business I want to be in. <laughs> I try to be in, um, because at the end of the day, like, uh, there's a, I saw like one of those motivational posters one time. It said like, say teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually like kind of snarky. Um, but it said something like in five years, no one's going to remember what you did, but they will remember if they liked you. Yeah, man. And I feel like that's kind of it mm. sums it up. Mm. Like that's what people like value the people mm. and their relationship and the rest will work itself out. And if they get hit by the bus, you like grieve their yeah, right. hit by the bus. Not say next just man be up. sad for yeah, a while. My like. goodness. My goodness. Um, man, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I hope I'm remembered as a great husband and dad. Mm. Like the business stuff is fun. Um, but like that's what I care about. Yeah. Is like what my kids think of me. Yeah. And that like with a three year old, mm. there's definitely moments where I'm like, well, I hope she doesn't remember that. <laughs> uh uh-huh. because I don't want her to think of me that way. Um been there. But she's so sweet and precious. And we were singing with the radio on the way to preschool the other day and just holding her hand, walking her into school and she's excited to go. And just the, I love you, daddy, you know, is like the best. There's just nothing like that. So I hope like, I hope that at my funeral someday, like my kids feel like they had a joyful, loving experience with me. I love that, man. And my wife too, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's that's probably my number one in terms of, like, what I'm doing on this earth. Yeah. That's and it. That's so, it. Yeah, and I'm I'm the annoying old guy here of, like, hey, I'm down the road a little further than you. 
but what's coming on the trail is is a 10 year old and a 13 year old and a 16 year old and a 19 year old and my goodness it goes by in a split second man and and uh you know as a guy who who has struggled very clearly with priority me (laughs) and and building a thing it is it is um in my dna to give lip service to priority Mm. and then give actual priority Mm. with my time to the thing that isn't doesn't share my last name you know um and good lord as that three-year-old grows like to to have to have her watch it watch a dad who who builds a business the the way that um you are doing will be a joy um and and uh, be there for her and keep walking her into the places that she cares the most about right now yeah. it's preschool. Some, yeah. uh, someday soon it's going to be something different. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful you'd open, uh, kind of the, the, the gates of your soul to us a little bit here and, and share the journey. That's, that's the whole mission of this little hobby of mine is like, man, people have stories and it doesn't always look highly edited. <laughs> it doesn't always look like the the, the website or the Instagram feed. Um, yeah, no, it never does. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's all a lie. Yes. Um, not that those things in, in and of themselves are, are bad, but the depths of your story are wonderful and brave, and I'm proud of you, man. And I hope Thanks, you keep, keep going. Well, I said at the beginning I love good conversations, and this was a great conversation. 56 so, minutes so. worth. Hey, love it. Hey, but in all seriousness, where could where where could people view the highly edited website? Yeah, man. <laughs> so Go. they can check out your awesome yeah, work. Yeah, Collected Living Design. Uh, we're on Instagram. We have a website, collectedlivingdesign.com. But uh, Instagram is really where we're active. So check us out on Insta. Love I'm it. not on Insta, but <laughs> Avi and Lori are. And they have a lot of beautiful pictures of the work that we do. And you do great work. Dude. And, uh, yeah, if you, I'll uh, make the sales pitch here. If you want the Instagram-worthy kitchen or bathroom, let us know. Hook you up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Trey, you're a good man. Thanks for sharing your time and your story with us, brother. Okay.